Another public service announcement from Real Cream. Finally, someone has reinvented the wheel. Hey, uh, you tuned into the ravings of a clown on Just Radio. <laughs> The complete solution for your home PC. Fifth grade, like junior high. high. I don't know, mofo, if y'all keeps beef, it's a funny song. Come on, admit it. Sadder than I'm hung like planet Pluto. Hey, hey, welcome to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. Kind of like a Han Solo. The roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Hey, 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 ladies, hey, All right, all right. Come on in, have a seat. Make yourself to home, as Grandma Jester would say. Put your feet up, put your head back. You do have head back permission for the duration of the show. Everybody say yo. All right. Such a show we have for you this evening. Hanging in the Jester Radio chat room. Why not stop by and say ha, ha. You don't even have to say hi. Just say, ha. Or give us a call. You know how we love to hear from you. 646-502-8600 gets you live on the air. Anything you got to say. Dig out that old manifesto you got. Or if you want to advertise uh, your, um, your, you know, a lot of people are calling in to advertise that, uh, you know, their their whorehouses. They're putting up signs, Elliot Spitzer slept here. Six four six five zero two eighty six hundred. Jot it down. You may not need it right now, but believe me, sometime during the course of the evening, something I'm going to say is going to piss you off. 
so much, you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to start dialing in. So the correct number to dial is 646-502-8600. Don't call another number and then upset people because then you'll start yelling at them and, you you know, who are you calling a fag? And, and they'll be, you know, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. You can also Skype in. Our Skype name is Jester Radio, and there's a myriad of ways, a plethora of ways of contacting us. And you can learn about all those ways and, and hang out in the Jester Radio uh, chat room and do all those things simply by going over to www.jesterradio.com and notice the convenient navigation bar that runs along the top. And uh, feel free to just to click away, clickety-clackety. Make yourself to home. Settle in. Check out the chat room. Check out the lyrics. Check out the playlist. Check out the uh, donate section where you give us the money. Check it out. What do you got? What else you got going on over there? We're going to take a look at what's going on in that sick fucking world of yours. As for my world, you know, not much happening. Uh, as you know, the Jeff is uh, on a uh, gone uh, off uh, to uh, look for America, so she doesn't know, you know, if she's going to be, uh, you know, d- you know, dead uh, any minute now. So she has to, what they call, and my people call, hock it in. So she's hocking it in. She's out with her daughter. Uh, running around in a a, a rolling uh, hotel room and they got like a 42-inch TV with satellite and fucking uh, internet and uh, the the whole thing, as if it's not big enough, the whole thing when you you park, when you pull over into the Walmart parking lot, then all the sides like expand out, the whole fucking place like triples in size. They have five dogs with them. They brought all the doggies. Because what's the point of going to the Grand Canyon? I understand. So they're on their way back. I understand they lost two of them. They got too close to the rail. But uh, they're on their way back. They called me from a supermarket, from a Walmart in, uh, in um, uh, like, Arkansas or one of those square states where everybody fucks their sister. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yes, well, one of those, Tennessee, Arkansas, something like that. Uh, time now to turn our attention to the uh, headlines from high atop Jester Radio Studios in a secret location outside your universe. All right, that'll do, Bob. In a startlingly swift fall from grace... Governor Elliot Spitzer resigned today after getting caught in a call girl scandal that made a mockery of his straight arrow image and left him facing the prospect of criminal charges and uh, perhaps disbarment. Ooh. I should say that's the least of his worries right now. This guy, you know, he's another one of these classic cases. We've been having a bunch of these in a row of these guys who hold themselves out. It's one thing for people to, you know, be disgraced, but, you know, Bill Clinton, you know, always... You knew he was a dog. You knew he knew he was a dog. There was nobody, you know, when he was busted, he smirked and shrugged his shoulders just like a fucking dog would. He didn't, he didn't beg for forgiveness because he never, you know, he never felt he had anything to be forgiven for. He didn't feel like he misled anybody. But these guys, man, they, um, you know, they, they, 
they ban homosexual marriage in their state, and then they go and you know have fucking sex with guys through a glory hole in a toilet in the airport. I cannot allow my private failings to disrupt the people's work, Spitzer said, his weary-looking wife, Silda, standing at his side again. And what the fuck is it with the wives who go with the husbands to uh, 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 flatulate themselves in public, and they look up at them, you know, you got to say to yourself, either there's a special place in heaven for these people, or... They're just, you know, this is the kind of person who's attracted to, a, you know, a governor, to a powerful person. Somebody who's own, you know, ex somebody who doesn't exist without that other person. So because if she had even the slightest, the tiniest, the most remote shred of dignity, she'd be fucking out of there. As the corruption-fighting politician, once known as Mr. Clean answered for his actions for the second time in three days. He made the announcement without securing a plea bargain with federal prosecutors, though a law enforcement official said the former governor was still believed to be negotiating one. The official spoke on condition of anonymity. Uh, uh, you know, apparently he was holding out, resigning, holding it out as a carrot, saying, okay, I'll resign as governor uh, if you let me off the hook on the, you know, fucking white slavery charges. Uh, Spitzer will be succeeded by uh, Lieutenant Governor David Patterson, a fellow Democrat who becomes New York's first black governor and the nation's first legally blind uh, chief executive. And what they say about this guy is that for like as abrasive and nasty and f demeaning uh, an asshole uh, that Spitzer was, this guy is the fucking polar opposite. And uh, he's uh, he's black. He's black. He's blind as a bat. Although he can walk, uh, he's got enough sight in one eye, uh, uh, the right eye. So stand to the left there. That he can walk unaided, and he can recognize people at a conversational distance, and he can read text if he holds it way up to his eyeball. While Spitzer was famously abrasive and uncompromising, and even insulting Patterson has built a reputation as a conciliator, conciliator, and lawmakers quickly embrace the new order. The first thing he can, and I think he will do, is to end the era of accusation and contempt and ridicule, said Democratic Assemblyman Richard Brodsky. I think everyone will be better off for it. So there you go. This guy was a fucking, you know, he was standing on uh, feet of clay, this Elliot Spitzer. He was, he was heading for a fall. Nobody liked him. Hey, you're tuned in to the uh, Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio. You're live on the air with the Jester. Who's calling? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, speak up, son. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Well, thanks. I got through. Love the show. Oh, I uh, can't believe it either. So I, you brought up something that I have a question about for a long time. Go ahead, whip it on me. You mentioned white slavery. Is that a racial term or is that something else? Well, it is a racially um, uh, in, in origin. White slavery is um, a term commonly used in the law books to refer to transporting women for the purposes of prostitution across state lines. So there's an implication in it that uh, you're doing it against their will because even if they're going along with it, they're obviously you know corrupt of mind. Uh, that, uh, you know, has caused them to allow them to be dragged across state lines to have sex with somebody. 
So, um, but it's a, it's an official legal term in a lot of places, and it's in fact the very charges that he faces. Right. It's not only state lines. So if you like bring someone to Shanghai, that's also considered white slavery. Um, not so much. The reason the term is called white slavery specifically. It's because it's, you know, sort of like for this specific case, for like rich people who get poor people and pipe, you know, bring them in, you know, by vehicle to satisfy their. Uh, so it's it, 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 and that's why it's a racist term, because um, it's like slavery. But of course, all the whores are naturally white because they're high class whores. So but it's well, you why you don't think they would they would ever say that about a black person or they didn't care if a black person was taken over state line yeah not so much exactly again so if a black woman was taken across the state line they had a different law for that so (laughs) that was like disturbing the peace or something you know but uh yeah if a if a white woman is being brought across state lines then obviously it's for some rich whoremonger like you know a governor Hmm. This yeah, is specifically quiet. who those laws were made for. Yeah, for well, the, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm very confused. So they didn't have uh, whores in their own state? Well, again, you know, the transporting across state line, you know, implies any long distance. If you bring them a long enough distance uh, that you have to cross a state line, uh, then... Uh, you know, it becomes a more serious offense. If you just bring her from one county to the next, then, you know, you haven't done as much damage to her as if you've crossed the state line. Mm-hmm. You've entered a new juris- legal jurisdiction there. I'm just winging it. Tonic Water says that um, the law was enacted in 1910, so maybe he'll call in. And, the Man and Act. Maybe. Maybe that sounds familiar. That's from all the old movies. I guess it wasn't prostitution in the movie. It was, of, of course, the famous Sydney man from the uh, Chinese uh, Grumman's uh, Theater, or Man's Chinese, they changed it to back in the 70s, right? It became a federal offense, I guess. You know, but uh, the, the, <laughs> this is a state thing There's that they're accusing him of, so it may not be a federal thing. All right, well. Well, thanks for calling in, son. There you go. Uh, the Man Act, uh, et cetera. Not sure what the hell that's all about, but uh, Tonic Water says that the law goes back to 1910, and it does make it a federal thing. So maybe that's what... Meanwhile, check this out. New details emerged today about the call girl at the center of this whole scandal. Naturally, she's going to be, a, you know, fucking do a centerfold in Playboy. Mark my words. Somebody, somebody jotting these down? Mark my words, by this time next year, she'll have done a fucking centerfold in Playboy, whoever she is. Um, so she's a 22-year-old aspiring musician from Manhattan. So she, she blows the you know, cornet during the day and blows the governor at night. New York Times reported that her real name, the prostitute identified as Kristen in the court papers, is Ashley Alexandra Dupre. Well, there you go. She made more than four grand for sucking that wrinkly fucking set of balls. Donald D. Buckwald, a New York lawyer, confirmed uh, to Jester Radio that he represents Ashley Alexandra Dupree, the same woman in the Times story. That's as far as I can go, he said. (laughs) 
And then he said, who the fuck are you? A man who answered the phone at the home of the woman's mother in New Jersey identified herself as Dupree's brother, Kyle, told Jester Radio he did not know why Dupree would agree to be interviewed about the scandal. I've talked to my sister every five minutes since this happened, and I'm not going to comment on it, he said. She's just trying to get through this. Dupree's MySpace page provides a window into her life as she went from a broken home in New Jersey to a music career in the city. I have been alone. I have abused drugs. I have been broken homeless, but I survived on my own. I am, in, I am here in New York because of my music, she wrote, and to suck 70-year-old cock. In an August 30th blog posting on MySpace, she writes, the past few months have been a roller coaster with so-called friends, lovers, and family. I understand a lot of time what he does is he bends her over and she plays the clavichord uh, with her uh, breasts while he fucks her from behind. That's like a specialty of hers. So that's why you got to ask yourself, four grand. I mean, I, I've gotten blowjobs under the um, 59th Street Bridge on the Queens side, of course, for, you know, 15 bucks. Less with a discount, with a group discount. Two suspects were charged today with the first-degree murder and the killing of the University of North Carolina student body president. The one remains at large. DeMario James Atwater, 21, of Durham, was arrested and ordered held without bond. Police said they're still searching for the second guy, 17-year-old Lawrence Alvin Lovett, Jr. Chapel Hill Police Chief Brian would not say which of the suspects shot and killed Eve Carson, 22, of Athens, Georgia, who was found a week ago lying on a street about a mile from the campus. The biology and political science major had been shot several times, including once in the right temple. In the days before Carson's death, police focused their investigation on several ATM and convenience store surveillance photos. Always get you with the uh, photography. Hey, you're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. Why not call in? And uh, tell us what's on your mind, 646-502-8600. And uh, you're, li you're highly likely to, to find yourself li suddenly live on the air with uh, your old pal. Please don't fuck with that doll. You're listening to the ravings of a clown coming to you from a secret location outside your universe. The Mississippi Delta was shining like a national guitar. And I am following the river down the highway through the cradle of the Civil War. That's right. I'm going to Graceland. Leave it right where it is.
if I'd never noticed the way she brushed her hair from her forehead. And she said, Losing love is like a window in your heart. Everybody sees you're blown apart. Everybody sees the window. city who calls herself the human trampoline and sometimes when i'm falling flying or tumbling in turmoil i say whoa so this is what she means she means we're bouncing into graceland paul simon on jester radio you're listening to the ravings of a clown this wednesday march the 12th the year of our lord 2008 hanging in the chat room with tonic water espo why not stop by and throw your two kopecks into the thick of the fray, comrade. According to Poe, the United States White Slave Traffic Act of 1910 prohibited so-called white slavery. It also banned the interstate transport of females for immoral purposes. Its primary stated intent was to address prostitution and immorality. The act is better known as the Mann Act, uh, after James Robert Mann, an American lawmaker. So, And as for the... The phrase itself being racist, no doubt, that, that when they said white slave, it was something much more serious, much more sinister. 
It meant that rich, evil men were uh, paying poor, innocent, white girls to have sex with them. It was horrible. Uh, as for the, the the black women having sex for money, that was, you know, that was what they did. You know, they can't be responsible for uh, the immoral behaviors of a, of a monkey. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely, in my opinion, a racist comment, a racist uh, phrase. Florida, I guess that's why they don't use it anymore. Florida Democrats plan to propose a vote-by-mail presidential primary despite objections from members of the state's congressional delegation to a do-over vote. State Senate Democratic leader Steve Geller said the party hopes to have a proposal ready by Thursday that would allow a 30-day review period and a vote by the party's executive committee on April 12th on whether to hold the election. A likely deadline for mail-in ballots to be returned would be June 3rd. Democrats in Florida and Michigan have been uh, scrambling to come up with an alternative to ensure their delegates will be seated at the National Convention in Denver this summer. They pissed off the Democratic National Convention uh, party leaders by holding their primaries uh, much earlier than they were assigned to, thinking they would grab all the headlines and they would, you know, you know, sell a lot of hotel rooms and a lot of bagels and locks. But uh, it fucking boomeranged on him. Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton won Florida and Michigan, although Clinton was the only major candidate on the ballot in Michigan. In my view, there are two exceptions. Honor the results, or I mean two options. Honor the results or hold new primary elections. I don't see any other solutions that are fair. And honor the commitment that two and a half million voters made in the Democratic primaries in these two states, Clinton said today. There you go. Couldn't agree more. Meanwhile... We're, what are we talking about? We're not even talking about voting for the president because we don't vote for the president in this country. People vote for people who vote for people who vote for people who vote for the president. And we're stuck with this lousy choice when we finally get to the ballots of like these couple of fucking pinheads that have managed to weave and bob their way through this, this gauntlet of uh, primaries and caucuses, whatever the fuck those are that whittle down and eliminate, you know, based on what a very tiny group of people decide. So all the whole, co- the whole contest is about going out and kissing those, you know, 300 people's asses. I'm sure they, what do they do? They send them a box of steaks and they, you know, they dance around and act like they're all about, you know, whatever the hell they like. You know, if they live in a little clam chowder town, they shovel down a fucking, you know, fuckload of clam chowder and they talk about how they love clams and they you know their clamming is their life and when their father was a clamor their mother was a mutter a clamor so But uh, we don't get to vote for people. Unfortunately, you know, we should have this system where everybody gets to get up and say something. If they say something retarded, you know, then nobody listens to them anymore. And then we just whittle it down, you know, like a, like a, like we do with uh, American Idol. Why can't we fucking do that to vote for president? And that way get a real field to work with. Already we've had like, a, you know, half a dozen, you know, great uh, singers come out of that show. It's a good system. We'll have, like, that fucking British guy up there, you know, insulting all the candidates, you know. That was awful. 
That was terrible. That response was moronic. You're not serious, are you? Motorists watched in horror today as a woman tossed two young boys off a freeway overpass, then took the two-story leap into rush hour traffic herself. Uh, this is in Dallas, Texas, but the shocking moment had an incredibly fortunate ending. Police said uh, Condi Busby and her children, ages six and eight, somehow survived the fall onto Interstate 30's fast lane and the rush of vehicles. It was really miraculous that we didn't have fatalities with this incident, said Dallas spokesman uh, Sergeant Gil Serta. Can you imagine? She threw her fucking kids off a 20-foot... Uh, and, and and not only didn't they die, but they, they didn't get run over by speeding vehicles. Busby, who's 27 years old, is in fair condition, according to a hospital spokeswoman. Police said that her sons were stable at another hospital. They obviously want to keep those kids as far away as possible from this uh, lunatic. The three were able to speak with investigators... Uh, although the eight-year-old may have suffered internal injuries, Busby has not been arrested as of uh, today, but could face two charges of attempted capital murder. Uh, the why remains a mystery to us, Police Lieutenant C.L. Williams said. If you try to apply logic to these incidents, they totally defy any logical explanation. So uh, we're going to, you know, obviously keep our eye on this story. Whenever we get these wacky stories, you know, it's like a train wreck. You can't, you know, you you hate to look, but you can't look away. So there's all these stories, of course, that she had a criminal record. She was convicted for assault. She's, uh, you know, lives uh, out in the street. Her kids uh, have been through the system, through the ringer. Uh, the, the investigators found that the kids that were wearing dirty clothes and took the kids away, and the, and and sh and she was ordered to uh, go to a parenting skills training. You know, unfortunately, society just can't uh, protect uh, every kid from a wacky uh, parent. It is unfortunately one of those things that's been happening for millions of years. And while it's sad to sit back and watch, you know, there's really nothing you can do to intervene. I mean, if you can see that, you know, hurting the kid, you can take him away, but you can't take him all away. Authorities are considering charges in the bizarre case of a woman who sat on a boyfriend's toilet for two years. So long that her body was stuck to the seat by the time the boyfriend finally called the police. Ness County Sheriff uh, Byron Whipple said that it appeared... This is Wichita, Kansas, by the way, and um, again, this is an, a new story. This has been ha has us talking in the studio um, all evening because some of the details of this case are so horrific and so uh, yet strangely uh, compelling that we just need to know more. We need to get a 2020 crew out there and do a full investigation. This woman was sitting on her boyfriend's toilet for two years. And wait, I haven't even really told you the the the, 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 the difficult-to-hear part. So you might want to, like in, in, a, in a prophylactic measure, you might want to clench up your sphincter there because it's going to get rough. Uh, he said it appeared that the 34-year-old Ness City uh, woman's skin had grown around the seat. She initially refused emergical medical services, but was finally convinced by responders 
and her boyfriend that she needed to be checked out at the hospital. And to get her to the hospital, they pried the seat off with a pry bar. And she had to go to the hospital with the toilet seat embedded in her ass. And the hospital removed it. Whipple said investigators plan to present the report today to the county attorney who will determine whether any charges should be filed against the woman's 36-year-old boyfriend. Uh, she was not glued. She was not tied. She was just physically stuck by her body, Whipple said. Uh, it's hard to imagine. I still have a hard time imagining it myself. Uh, he told investigators that he uh, brought the girlfriend food and water, asked her every day to come out of the bathroom, and her reply would be, maybe tomorrow. According to him, he did not want to leave, um, or rather, she did not want to leave the bathroom. So, well, obviously, she's got some kind of mental illness. The guy's been bringing her food and water. She didn't really have to change. Maybe she changed her shirt, you know, uh, every couple of days. Uh, and who knows? Maybe she read or something. I don't know if she had a TV set in there or whatever. Uh, I guess she didn't wash in any meaningful way since she was glued to the toilet seat since her ass had grown around the toilet seat. And that's another thing. Was she like a 400-pound woman? How does your ass even get to a an area on the toilet seat to take hold? My God, what are the mechanics of this? I need to know. I just fucking need to know. Uh, police said the clothed woman was sitting on the toilet the guy called the uh, cops on February 27th to report there's something wrong with my girlfriend, he said. Um, he, he never explained why it took him two years to call. Police found the woman clothed on the toilet seat, her sweatpants pulled down mid-thigh. She was somewhat disoriented, and her legs looked like they'd atrophied. You imagine the legs dangling off the toilet seat for two years? If I'm sitting on the toilet seat for more than like four or five minutes, my legs go dead. Two years. She said she didn't need any help. She was okay and did not want to leave. She was acting disoriented. What? No, I'm fine. Maybe tomorrow. She was reported in fair condition at a hospital in Wichita, about 150 miles uh, southeast of Nass City. Whipple said that uh, she's refused to cooperate with medical providers um, or law enforcement investigators. Society said they they don't know if she's mentally or physically disabled. Police have declined to release the couple's names, but the house where authorities say the incident happened is listed in public records as the resident of Corey McFarren. Uh, but nobody answered the home phone number. Case has been the buzz of Ness City, uh, according to James Ellis, a, a neighbor. I don't think anybody can make any sense of it, he said. Ellis uh, said that he he knew the woman, since she was a child and he had not seen her for at least six years, uh, he knew that she had a tough childhood. Hey, you're live on the air with the jester. Hey, it's Bob Dylan. Hey, Bobby. Hey, I want to comment on the story. Yeah, tell us what you're thinking. Well, I, I got to imagine she went into the bathroom, take a dump. She got stuck and she was too embarrassed to say I'm stuck, so she just pretended she was uh, mental. And how do you get stuck on a toilet, Bob? She she happened to uh, eat right before she had to take a dump, and it made her gain weight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Don't Bob, Bob Dylan. 
ladies she and gentlemen. She was embarrassed. I guess she was just embarrassed. Yes, shame is a very powerful, uh, difficult emotion. So I agree. Thank you very much for that, Bobby. That was mm. Bob Dylan, the jester himself. Uh, apparently, he's been listening to the show. That's very, very touching. Uh, you can also get live on the air, 646-502-8600. Uh, gets you uh, on the air with uh, your old pal, the jester. Got something to say about it? Got something on your mind? Got something bugging you? Are you uh, stuck to a toilet seat? Has your skin started to flesh, started to grow around the outside of it? Where does it, you see, where does it, ca where does it take purchase, I want to know, the skin? Because... In other words, for the skin to start growing on the toilet seat, it doesn't just wear the flat side of your ass, doesn't just grow against the plastic. It has to have a like a wraparound section. No? Is it just me? I have to see pictures. Hey, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio this Wednesday, March the 12th, on a long and lonesome highway east of Omaha. You can listen to the engine roaring out its one long song. And you think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do. When you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do. You don't feel much like riding. You just wish the trip was through. Bob Seger. You can listen to the engine moaning out his one old song. You can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before. But your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do. When you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through mm. See, here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage here I go, playing star again. There I go, turn the page. Will you walk into a restaurant, strung out from the road? You feel the eyes upon you As you're shaking off the cold You pretend it doesn't bother you But you just want to explode Most times you can't hear them talk Other times you can All the same old cliches Is that a woman or a man? And you always seem outnumbered You don't dare make a stand Here I am On the road again There I am 
are falling cause you've taken her away and though it really hurts me so there's something that I've gotta say take good care of my baby please don't ever make her blue Make her cry Just let your love surround her Ain't rainbow all around her Don't let her see a cloudy sky Once upon a time That little girl was mine If I'd been true I know she'd never be with you So take good care Just as kind as you can be And if you should discover That you don't really love her Just send 
Bobby V on Jester Radio. Take good care of my baby. That was my first, uh, that was my catcher in the rye. I thought it was about something else. I guess I first heard it. I think the um, original recording is from uh, 66, so I was about seven years old uh, when I first heard it. And I bought my first copy of it when I think when I was 10. And uh, it was uh, quite a moment uh, for me. And I listened to it a few billion times with uh, the headphones there. Uh, and uh, I heard things that just blew my mind, like that last turnaround where he goes, ah, ah, and you hear his voice like he's about to sing and then doesn't then sing, and there's like so much emotion in that. Ah. If you listen to it a few billion times, you hear it, believe me. It's just beautiful. And, of course, the story that I had in my head, being a six-year-old kid, when I first heard it, take good care of my baby, and then if you should discover that you don't really love her, give my baby back to me. Uh, to me, this it wasn't about love, you know, lovers. Uh, it was about a, ba- a baby. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, that there was somebody out there that was saying about me that, you know, uh, if you don't want to stay with these wackos, we'll take you back anytime. It had, like, this kind of magical uh, meaning to me was really my sort of gateway into uh, listening to words of songs. Uh, Bobby uh, V on Jester Radio. Uh, before that, we heard from uh, Bob Seeger and Turn the Page. You're listening to the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. Me, moi, I. Well, no one special, no big deal, nobody important, nobody to write home about, no uh, highfalutin big man on campus. Just your old pal, your old friend, your old uh, comfort and guide, the jester. Coming to you from a secret location outside your universe. I was once like you, running dog lackey of the bourgeoisie. However, unable to uh, justify my uh, contribution to entropy, I have chosen to abandon your realm and take up residence outside your universe. And from my uh, oblique perspective... Uh, it all becomes uh, clear. The air in hundreds of U.S. counties is uh, simply too dirty to breathe, according to the U.S. government today, ordering a multi-billion dollar expansion of efforts to clean up smog in cities and towns nationwide. The Environmental Protection Agency announced that it was tightening the amount of ozone, commonly known as smog, that it will be allowed in the air. But the lower standards still fall short 
of what most health experts say is needed to significantly reduce heart and asthma attacks from breathing smog-clogged air. This is another legacy the Bush administration will have. Uh, the, the history books will remember them for. They're always talking about how history will vindicate them. Well, this is, this is, how, this is how history will remember the, uh, the Bush years. In addition to all the filth and corruption in the government, the abandonment of the First and the Fourth and the Fifth Amendments, uh, and uh, this, uh, you know, th- th- this, this pursuit uh, at the cost of thousands of, of human lives, tens of thousands of uh, foreigners' lives, you know, s- almost uh, uh, equivalent to human lives. Not to mention the trillions of dollars this is another uh, their uh, plank in the uh, platform. EPA Administrator Stephen Johnson called the new limits the most stringent standards ever, and he said they will require 345 counties out of more than 700 that were monitored to make air quality improvements because they now have dirtier air than is healthy to breathe. Johnson said the state and local officials have considerable time to meet the requirements, as much as 20 years for some that have the most serious pollution problems. EPA estimates that by 2020, the number of counties failing to meet the new health standard will drop to about 28. Phew. So we can all just, uh, I guess, just, you know, leave the poor people there, move out. Three American soldiers were killed in a rocket attack in southern Iraq today, bringing to 12 the number of soldiers who have been killed in Iraq over the past three days with the overall U.S. military death toll in Iraq nearing 4,000. The latest killings mark a significant rise in deadly attacks against Americans. At least 3,987 members of the U.S. military have died since the beginning of the Iraq war in March of 2003. It's March of 2008 now. Five years. Two years longer than World War II. According to the uh, AP count, the figure includes eight military civilians uh, Navy Lieutenant Patrick Ev- Evans, a military spokesman, told Jester Radio that three soldiers were killed today in a rocket attack on combat outpost Adder near Nasiriyah, about 200 miles southeast of Baghdad. Two other soldiers were wounded. The attack came a day after the American soldier died when a roadside bomb hit his patrol near Dwaniya, 80 miles south of Baghdad. Eight, uh, eight soldiers were killed in a pair of bomb attacks on Monday the heaviest single day of U.S. casualties since November. And don't kid yourself, man. These fucking terrorists, man, they're, they're, they're keeping track of that AP count. And they're working hard to get that number up to 4,000 because they know that every time there's a milestone like that, there are headlines, and they know that that's their only fucking hope of getting the occupation out of their country is uh, obviously not through the administration, but through the fucking people. People just becoming so sick of the loss of human life. For what? To what end? To what goal? To train these fucking people? We train soldiers in six weeks, and we send them out to defend the fucking country. Why is it taking five years to defend these retards, to train these retards to defend themselves? Because we're not training them to defend themselves. It's a scam. Because uh, these people who, who tell you that story are the same people who told you that Saddam Hussein was behind 9-11. These are the same people that have been lying to you all along from the very beginning. So when people say, well, we need to trust them, you know, they, you know, they had our trust. 
That's why we put them into government. Uh, but this is what they've done with it. Taken away, you're trampled on the fucking civil liberties and your rights. They've, uh, you know, just made this uh, country a shithole to live in. I think back to those, uh, you know, Clinton years of, uh, you know, great economy, peace, uh, you know, just a great, great time to live in America. It's a goddamn shame. Do you understand me now, baby? It's uh, Eric Burden on Jester Radio. Don't fuck with that dial. Baby, do you understand me now? Sometimes I feel a little mad. But don't you know that no one alive can always be an angel? When things go wrong, I seem to be bad. Baby, sometimes I'm so carefree With a joy that's hard to hide And sometimes it seems that All I have to do is worry And then you're bound to see my other side I'm just a soul whose intentions are good Understood. If I seem edgy, I want you to know that I never mean to take it out on you. Life has its problems, and I get my share, and that's one thing I never mean to do. Cause I love you, oh, 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 baby, don't you know I'm human? I have thoughts like any other one. Sometimes I find myself long regretting Some foolish thing, some little sinful thing I've done I'm just a soul whose intentions are good Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood Remember, the night was so exciting Remember, 
like pigeon shit all over the studio here. Shangri-La is on Jester Radio. Remember walking in the sand. The animals before that, please don't let me be misunderstood. How many times have I said that today? Hey, you're listening to the Roovings of Acclaim this Wednesday, March the 12th, the year of our Lord, 2019. Patients say it feels like being trapped in a corpse. They awake during surgery, unable to move or scream. Some remember hearing their surgeons talk, and a few recall feeling intense pain. Can you fucking imagine waking up in the middle of the surgery? Your body is uh, paralyzed, but you can feel them fucking slicing you and dicing you. Can you imagine? Some experts have said special brainwave monitors were the best way to prevent anesthesia awareness now in a big setback for efforts to prevent it. The first large independent test of these monitors shows that they're no better than the older technology. Researchers at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis compared two groups of about 1,000 patients each, all deemed at high risk of waking up during uh, surgery because, I guess, certain health conditions, medication, other factors. One group used... The leading brain monitoring system, which uses electrodes on the forehead to measure brain waves and software to calculate the likelihood of consciousness. The other used an older device that analyzes exhaled anesthetic gas. That's the old way. Anesthesiologists watched for movement and changes in vital signs, followed protocols to maintain patients' depth of sleep, Adjusting anesthesia levels as needed, patients were interviewed after their surgeries about what they remembered. Two people in each group uh, had experienced awareness. Can you believe this is that fucking common? And two others uh, monitored with the uh, newer system reported having felt pain as well. Lead researcher Dr. Michael Avidan said that uh, in uh, two of those cases, one with each system, the monitors indicated no problems with the anesthesia. In the other two cases, the monitors did signal problems. The study analyzed groups of people who had surgery at the university's partner hospital, Barnes Jewish, in St. Louis in 2005 and 2006. Now, me, I'm lucky. First of all, I never even heard about this even being a possibility the first time I went under uh, anesthesia because I don't know if I would fucking do it, man. Holy crap. You know, they say these people have to go to, like, therapy for the rest of their lives. They wake up in the middle of the night thinking, you know, having dreams that somebody's, like, slicing into them. You know, they say you don't have memory of pain. But I guess the trauma 
of, uh, you know, like uh, they say, these people like lay there hoping and praying that they die or they faint. While you're laying there on the table, uh, this one woman recalled, um, she heard the doctor give the instructions, cut deeper, pull harder. I actually saw them cut the optic nerve when everything went black, she said. Uh, she recalled uh, she was thinking, praying, cursing, plotting, pleading, trying to crawl off the gurney, uh, trying to kick, scream, move any part of your body to let them know you're awake. In effect, you're entombed in a corpse. Kathy Labrie of Nashua, New Hampshire, also suffered awareness during surgery for a deviated septum. She went in for a fucking deviated septum. She said she heard the sound of pushing and grinding and the surgeon talking to the nurses about the kind of car he had. I tried moving my arms and legs. I couldn't do anything. I thought I was going to die. Holy fucking crap. I got to tell you, I honestly don't know what's worse. Waking up in the middle of an operation or being glued to a toilet seat for two fucking years. It's just, uh, it's, uh, it's the night for these fucking stories, folks. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Single-engine airplane violated restricted airspace around the nation's capital today and got to within six miles of the U.S. Capitol building before being diverted. Close enough, I would say, to drop a dirty bomb, wouldn't you? The airspace violation prompted security officials to temporarily raise the threat level from yellow to orange. So mark this down on your cards. It was at orange, and then apparently before that, yellow. I'm not sure what comes before or after that, so leave that blank for now. Uh, and oh, or they ordered personnel in the Capitol building to prepare to evacuate. So they were all standing there like a, like standing like with their arms and legs ready to to run, but they were just waiting. The incident was resolved, however, before the evacuation was was ordered. Phew! A propeller-driven Cessna 177, which had taken off from Carroll County Airport in North Central Maryland, entered restricted airspace 30 miles north of Washington at 1212 uh, Eastern Daylight Time at 1800 feet with no radio. The uh, intruding aircraft reached a point six miles northwest of the Capitol building before being diverted and escorted by interceptor aircraft to Leesburg, Virginia Airport, where it landed at 1244. I guess they, like, motioned to him out the window. Pull over, Jack. Capitol Police Sergeant Kimberly Schneider said the pilot was being interviewed at the, <laughs> at the Leesburg facility. So right now, apparently, they have the car battery attached to his testicles, and they're giving him what they call an interview. NORAD uh, uses a laser system to visually warn pilots that they're in a restricted area, so apparently you get these laser beams flashing in your eyes. The pilot turned west and landed at an airport in suburban Leesburg uh, while under escort from fighter jets. Uh, the capital was not evacuated, but tourists were turned away. Uh, the threat level was soon returned to yellow. Uh, and then elevated later to green. Uh, I hope you're getting all this, at, which is a low threat. White House Press Secretary Dana uh, Perino said the White House was notified. And uh, George Bush, in response, continued to read the story about the goat to the little children. What did you expect them to do? As doctors struggled to eradicate polio worldwide, one of their biggest problems is persuading parents to vaccinate their children uh, in Belgium, authorities are res uh, resorting to an extreme measure, prison sentences. The uh, sets of parents in, Bel in Belgium who recently handed five months prison terms for failing to vaccinate their children against polio. Each parent was also fined 8000 bucks. 
It's a pretty extraordinary case of Dr. Ross Upshur, director of the Joint Center for Bioethics uh, Ethics at the University of Toronto. The Belgians have a right to take some action against the parents, given the seriousness of polio. But the question is, uh, is prison sentence uh, disproportionate? The parents' sentences were delayed to give them a chance to vaccinate their children. But if that deadline also pa- passes without the children getting their shots, the parents will be put behind bars. Because of privacy laws, Belgian officials would not talk specifically about the case, such as why the parents refused the vaccine or how much longer they have to get their kids vaccinated. The polio vaccine is the only one required by Belgian law. Exceptions are granted only if parents can prove their children might have a bad physical reaction to the vaccine. Uh, there were no exceptions for people who object to vaccines on religious grounds. So if you're a religious wacko, and you believe in you know uh, imaginary uh, monsters in the sky who judge you after you die then that's fine but if it's because you're afraid that you're going to poison your children a lot of people of course believe that uh, the 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 you know cr- this wild um increase in autism is related to uh, all these injections we give our kids especially uh, the ones uh, that they give them, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, all in one day. And a lot of times, you know, the p- parents will say, you know, since that day, the kid was never the same. He basically turned into a retard after that day. And, you know, scientists and doctors have been saying, oh, no, that's nonsense. We give these shots to millions of kids. Uh, you know, hasn't bothered anybody. But, you know, the fucking uh, there's just uh, really an explosion going on right now in autism. A lot of people really think it's related to. Uh, and you know the ingredients that are listed um, in the uh, drugs? That's right. They're not. The The drug companies don't have to list their ingredients, and a lot of them are fucking uh, toxic. A lot of them contain mercury. And mercury, some people who are allergic to mercury uh, can experience, you know, MS-like symptoms, you know, for the rest of their life after being exposed to mercury. So who knows? Uh, maybe that is why you know we're getting all these uh, extra retards. But um, I don't know if it affects uh, kids after getting one shot, though, or just the one polio vaccine. Although you know uh, Jonas Salk himself said that the vaccine is a scam, that the f- disease would have run itself out, just like all diseases throughout history have, like the like the Black Plague. There was no cure for it, and it, you know we all don't still suffer from it. We don't vaccinate ourselves against it. And in fact, Jonas Salk himself has said later in life that he believes that the vaccine has caused more cases of polio than it cured. So, give you the other side of that uh, story. Pistol shots ring out in a barroom night. Enter Patty Valentine. From the upper hall, she sees a bartender in a pool of blood, cries out, My God, they've killed them all. Here comes the story of the hurricane, a man the authorities came to blame for something that he never done. Put in a prison cell, but one time, he could have been the champion of the world. Pistol shots ring out in a barroom night. Enter Betty Valentine from the upper hall. A bartender in a pool of blood Cries out, my God, they've killed them all Here comes the story of the hurricane The man the authorities came to blame For something that he never done 
Martinis and watch the sunrise while Reuben sits like Buddha in a ten-foot cell, an innocent man in a living hell. That's the story of the hurricane and the searing harp of the jester himself. And you're tuned into the ravings of a clown on Jester Radio. In fact, uh, Bob called in a little earlier uh, today to give his theory on the woman who was um, had her skin started growing to the toilet seat that she had been sitting on for two years. And his theory was that she was too embarrassed to say that she was wedged in, much like a toe becomes wedged in a water faucet. She becomes, she, and she said, no, I'll, but, you know, that's just a ridiculous theory. That can't possibly be it. You stand up, you make a brisk stand, and the toilet sticks for a minute, and then it pops off. But for the skin to start growing on, that takes weeks, months, years. 
Skin doesn't start adhering to adjacent surfaces uh, in a couple of hours like that. She could have just snapped up briskly. And the and the toilet seat would have, even if it was one of those soft toilet seats with the vinyl covering that sometimes sticks to your ass when you stand up, even that kind will leave go. So she had some kind of problem. U.S. Capitol Police arrested 10 war protesters who began shouting in the Senate gallery today. The protesters were quickly hustled into a hallway and out of view of reporters. This is the new tactic now that your government is doing everything uh, that it does in front of the press is carefully orchestrated. They have these people who are embedded with the troops. They're not on their own. They have to, you know, they lead them around by the dick and they show them, you know, this is where the battle was and this is the guy who was shot. And But not like, you know, when Walter Cronkite was in the foxhole, uh, he just basically had run of the joint. But these guys are, you know, escorted around, and the press is handed, handled very gingerly. Um, and by the way, you know, you and I, we don't have a full, you know, we have full-time jobs. We can't stick our noses up our politicians' asses 24-7. That's why the a free press is essential to a democracy. And anytime you have the government uh, pushing the media, the press, outside the room when they're, you know, conducting government business is something to be very suspicious and worried about. The protesters were quickly hustled into a hallway and out of view of reporters. Uh, they chanted, the war is immoral, stop funding the war. Well, you can see why they need to go to jail. Uh, police officers grabbed them, physically removed them from a visitor's gallery overlooking the Senate floor. The demonstrators wore gauze shrouds, gauze shrouds over their heads and uh, black T-shirts that read, we will not be silent. One member said that they represented the National Campaign for Nonviolent uh, uh, Resistance. Democratic, uh, and this is obviously not something we want to teach our children, right? We should be, you know, it should be like uh, the British uh, Parliament where everybody's fucking shouting over each other. That's the way government should be. What happened to that of the people, by the people crap? Democratic Senator uh, Blanche Lincoln of Arkansas was speaking during... Uh, debate on the federal budget when the protest broke out. She stopped talking when the protesters were removed. Outside the chamber, police ordered reporters to leave the public hallway. Public hallway. Reporters were ordered by the police to leave a public hallway where authorities were detaining the prisoners. An officer uh, was overheard stating that uh, there were 10 arrests in the incident. So this is how we're getting our news now. Uh, the reporters are being shuffled out because protesting is uh, not allowed in this uh, new government, in this new world uh, Bush order. Speak up and uh, you'll be arrested, not just merely, you know, uh, chastised or told to be silent. And if you're not, you'll be removed from the premises. Uh, but um, thrown in jail teach those fucking hippies a lesson, those dirty, filthy hippies for opening their fucking mouths in front of the grown-ups. Jesse Vigil's black and white sports car, uh, I mean car, sports a red and blue emergency bar across the top. And the word police is painted on the door. However, he's not a cop. Law enforcement agencies uh, say that uh, he's uh, what he's done with the car isn't illegal. 
as long as he doesn't act like he's a police officer. He started decorating his 2007 Ford Mustang last summer to look like the police cruiser in the Transformers movie because his seven-year-old son, Thomas, was uh, like that movie. My intent was to recreate the movie car, said Vigil, a 35-year-old uh, disabled veteran from the war in Iraq. When I came back from Iraq, I tried to spoil him. Uh, I wasn't the best dad before. He said that he called the district attorney's office beforehand, spoke to Chief Deputy District Attorney uh, Joe uh, Urabari, who tried to discourage him decorating the car like a, a police car, but uh, couldn't find anything in the law that would stop him uh, as long as he didn't impersonate a police officer. Umbari said that uh, state law prevents people from uh, mimicking state police cars, which are painted black and white, but he also said the state police cars sell their old cars to private citizens without changing their colors. So uh, are we violating our own law by not repainting them, he said? He called the state law vague and noted that normal state police cars aren't Mustangs. I don't think this guy has any intent to mimic a state police officer, Umbari said. I'm not hearing that he's causing a problem in arresting people. A close look uh, shows Vigil's car uh, isn't a police cruiser. Instead of the familiar slogan, to protect and serve, it carries the motto, to punish and enslave on the side. Instead of telling people to, die, to dial 911, for example, the Mustang advises them to dial 411 for theater information. He uh, originally marked the car Transformers Police, but later changed it to just Police, he also added what appear to be a bar of emergency lights, but they're not actual lights. Vigil acknowledged people have mixed feelings about the car. State Police Captain Craig Martin said the agency is concerned for the safety of the people who think he is an officer and think that they may uh, get help from him. Uh, people around town know who he is, but not the people on the interstate. So people may pull him over thinking, so thank God, thank God I got a hold of you. You know, this is what, uh, this is, there's a joke um, that, uh, uh, not Chris Rock, the other funny nigger, Dave Chappelle does about, you know, he goes, look, I understand women, you know, just because you dress like whores doesn't, doesn't mean you are a whore, but you have to understand, for us, that's confusing. <laughs> he says, imagine if I'm standing on the street corner dressed like a cop and somebody runs up to me, oh my God, thank God, I, somebody stole my car, you know, like, oh, 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 I can see where you uh, mistook me for a cop, but uh, no, I'm not a cop. What worries me is what happens if somebody steals the car and starts using the car to pull women over. You know about these stories. You know, we did a story last night that a, a real fucking cop uh, pulled over a couple of women and said, look, instead of getting a ticket, how about uh, you, you know, uh, do me and my wife, the two of you. Most days, Moko, the bottlenose dolphin, swims playfully with humans at a New Zealand beach. But this week, it seems, Moko found his mojo. Uh, witnesses described today how they saw the dolphins swim up to two stranded whales and guide them to safety. How they knew they were stranded, I don't know. Before Moco arrived, rescue workers had been working for more than an hour to get the two pygmy sperm whales, a mother and her calf, back out to sea after they were stranded on Monday off of Mahia Beach. Uh, but Smith, uh, the um, conservation department worker, uh, Malcolm Smith said that the whales uh, re-stranded themselves four times on a sandbar slightly out to sea from the beach, about 300 miles northwest of the capital, Wellington. It looked likely that they would have to be euthanized. 
to prevent a prolonged death. How fucking stupid are these animals? I thought that they were, like, smarter than humans, supposedly. And they're constantly getting themselves beached. And then even when the humans intervene and fucking shove them out to sea, then they get re-beached. Constantly. What the hell is up with these fucking things? Then came along Moco, who approached the whales and appeared to lead them as they swam 200 yards along the beach and through a channel out to the open sea. Moco just came flying through the water and pushed in between us and the whales, said Juanita Sims, another rescuer. Uh, she got them to head toward the hill where the channel is. It was an amazing experience. Anton Van Helden, a marine mammals expert at New Zealand's National Museum, uh, Te Papa Tagarawa, said the reports of Moko's rescue were fantastic, but believable, because the dolphins have a great capability for altruistic activities. Uh, these include evidence of dolphins protecting people lost at sea, uh, their playfulness with other animals, but it's the first time I've heard of interspecies refloating technique. I think that's wonderful, said Van Helden, who was uh, not involved in the rescue but spoke uh, afterwards. Man, if that's true, maybe it was a freakish coincidence, but if that's true, if that dolphin purposefully went to go save those uh, whales, you know, maybe whales have their equipment does not work well in shallow water and they get easily confounded. I'm theorizing because, you know, what do I know? What am I? Marine biologist? Like George? No, I don't know. So, but if in fact that the, the the dolphin went in purposefully and rescued those uh, whales, holy crap, huh? Pretty cool. He came flying in. They were going to have to put the fucking whales down. They just kept slamming themselves against that fucking beach. So anyway, um, I was talking last week about this conversation I had with Jeff. She told me she had an hour for me, and I, I didn't want to talk the night before because I was, you know, wanted to relax and, you know, uh, calm down and everything. So I said, I'll talk to you tomorrow. She said, okay, I have an hour to talk to you. So I, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, spelled out my feelings. I was very, you know, hurt that she uh, sort of left the let the relationship drift apart and, uh um, you know, and never really did get a satisfactory answer, was kind of uh, alarmed by her response when I told her that, that I didn't really know, you know, never really got a response. She sort of went fucking, you know, ballistic and said, uh, you know, I tell you the same shit all the time. You don't fucking remember anything. Uh, I've been telling you this for, you know, four years or whatever, um, which pissed me off because... A lot of this shit happened since the four years, so it seems unfair. So I, I spread out the whole issue with her and uh, said that, you know, I, I'm really sorry that we're apart, you know, now. And it's not, uh, we're, you know, we're not uh, a couple. And so basically she listened to the whole thing and she made all these really, uh, and I noticed, and she never fucking does this. She never does this. She's usually very quiet and sort of very cold and chilly, but the whole time I was talking, she made like these like concern noises, like, oh, yeah, hmm, ah, uh-huh. I don't know if that was that sort of like good listening technique or if she was actually moved by my plight. Hard to say. Um, but, you know, I take it as a good sign. So afterwards, she listened to the whole thing, and she said the whole thing, you know, uh, she listened and made the moaning noises, 
And then finally, after the whole thing was over, she said, okay, well, your hour is up. I got to go. So she said, thank you very much for telling me all this shit, but got to run. And basically, I haven't uh, heard from her since. So there you go. So not sure what the fuck. But I guess you don't just, you know, you don't uh, get anywhere in life without putting it all on the line. So there you go. I put it all out in the line, whatever happens to it. You can see the morning, but I can see the light. Maybe we'll try to let it ride. BTO on JR. Don't fuck with that dial. It gets good. Starting right now.
right Now you make the scene all day But tomorrow there'll be hell to pay Attentively, I mean about future calamity. I used to think the idea was obsolete until I heard the old man dampen his feet. This is a place where eternally. Applied to their body Teeth are extruded and bought a crown And baked into cakes which are passed around fitted for a suit of flame. This is a place where eternally fire is applied to the body. Teeth are extruded and bones are ground and then baked into cakes which are passed around. <laughs> That's hell, but he's a loving God. Squirrel Nut Zippers on Jester Radio, Bachman Turner Overdrive, before that, and let it ride. I've been doing things worthwhile. You've been booking time. I actually played in a band when I was a kid called Double Decker, where we did that tune, and we did a lot of uh, boogie uh, tunes, um, like Canned Heat and stuff. But we just used to love that song. Started out like a, with that uh, you know little acoustic riff. And then it just uh, was a lot of, a lot of horns and a lot of, a lot of everything. Hey, you're tuned into the ravings of a clown. It's Wednesday, March the twelfth. 
the year of our Lord, 2008. Got something to say about it? 646-502-8600. It'll be your last chance to get on the air tonight. 646-502-8600. We actually got a call earlier tonight from the jester himself, Bobby Dillon, who had a theory about the uh, toilet seat lady. So uh, maybe you've uh, got a theory as well. Give us a call, 646-502-8600. We'll get you live on the air with your old bud. Uh, a woman was uh, stopped at Munich Airport after baggage controller uh, handlers found the uh, skeleton of her brother sealed in a plastic bag in her luggage. Police said today the 62-year-old woman and her 63-year-old friend, and you know what I'm doing with my fingers now, who both live in Italy, were hauled in by the airport police today after a scan of the bag showed a human skull and other bones. The women uh, were traveling to Italy from Brazil. It turned out, however, that the woman, were, woman was simply trying to fulfill the last wish of her brother who died 11 years ago in Sao Paulo, uh, w which was to be buried in Italy. So she went to Brazil. She, she uh, went to Italy. She dug him up, or Brazil, or whatever the fuck he was, and she put him in a bag and took him on a fucking... <laughs> and the fact that they found it means that she put it through baggage. And I don't know if you're allowed to put human remains through ordinary baggage. The travelers uh, produced the appropriate papers from Brazilian authorities for the unusual transport and were allowed to carry on their way to Naples, bones and all. And everybody on the plane, you know, was doing like, you know, the knee bone connected to the hip bone the hip bone connected to the foot bone. The uh, Yakima, Washington police took notice when 11 Hondas were stolen in a two-week period. Now they're investigating nine Honda thefts that occurred in a period of 24 hours. The cars were taken on Monday and Tuesday. Police say most were in the early to mid-90s models. So I would just fucking stand guard, man. Put a couple of fucking mid-90s. Toyotas, man, that's my thinking. Stake out a couple of guys, you know, snipers in the area. Say, hands up, but when you get to up, you start blasting. You see what I'm saying? Police Captain uh, Greg B. Copeland says, it's unusual to have so many vehicles of one type stolen in such a short period. Investigators believe at least uh, some may be related to the arrest of a 25-year-old man late Monday. Police said numerous Honda parts were found at a home following the arrest. But two of the latest Honda thefts occurred after he was arrested. According to police, there was an uh, average of 2.3 car thefts a day last year in Yakima. Population of 83,000. Can you imagine? What the hell's going on in this fucking town? And it was obviously a calling all cars situation uh, where they sent people out, you know, looking for Hondas. You know, they needed their parts. So they just told every crook in town, what do they got, four or five of them? There's 82,000 people in town. Certain percentage is going to be a crook. Calling all cars. We need Hondas. I don't think it was uh, one guy who <laughs> fucking stole 11 cars in 24 hours, man. That's, that's devotion to your job you just don't see nowadays. Am I right? So what do you think? What should I do about the Jeff? You know, I'm still... Uh, I talk to her on the phone six times a day, uh, but, uh, you know, our life is just not together. You know, I'm here in my fucking world, and she's over there, and she's running amok. Although we're supposed to go on some kind of trip this summer together, so I'm really not sure what she's thinking. 
We were supposed to go to a dude ranch, I think, like out in Arizona. Dum, 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 dum. You know, I actually used to be quite a rider in my day. First time I went uh, to riding camp, my first day, this uh, uh, hot little uh, cowgirl chick came up to me. I was sitting in the car, you know, heading back to the Ponderosa, to the campsite, and she comes by the car, and the door was open, and she leaned in, and she said, you were awful good. And i never forget that. I never heard that uh, oxymoron, that particular oxymoron. Maybe I was like nine years old at the time. But, man, she was, to me, she was, like, so hot. She had on these, like, cowboy britches. I don't even know what the chaps, you know what I'm saying? And she was, you know, probably eight or nine or ten. You know, maybe she was probably a year or two older than me. Always was attracted to the older broads. And I think she had like a couple of ponytails and she was dressed up like a little cowgirl. And she said, you were awful good. And I turned to the guy next to me and I said, what did she say? And he said, she said you were awful good. And I turned to her and I said, oh, thanks. I still couldn't get it through my head. What the hell that meant, awful good. But um, it, was, uh, it worked for me. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going out to a dude ranch uh, with the uh, Jeff. Hey, you're uh, on the air with uh, the Jester. Who's calling? Hey, this is Uncle Jay. Hey, Uncle Jay, Professor Jay. How's I just it? loaded Skype and testing it out for the first time. Wow, how's it sound? Sounds excellent. I'm impressed. Sounds great. And uh, all our listeners can hear. And this is how easy to, to call in. Uh, just uh, uh, pick up uh, Skype. Go over to Skype.com, right? It's a free download. Yeah, that worked for me. So what are you doing? You're working late in the... Uh, in yeah, the, just working in my office. In the uh, university. You're a professor of, um, of theology, right? In uh, the University of Utah. <laughs> the professor of thinkology. What is that? Wizard of Oz. Oh, the it, Scarecrow gets the degree Thinkology. Oh, that's right. That's right. He starts jabbering that the uh, hypotenuse is equivalent to the uh, adjacent over the... Uh, right? Exactly. So, uh, what, no, seriously, what do you teach there at the University of... Uh, Just com uh, computer essential courses, computer. Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Access. I see. You so see, you teach the computers to the to the to the great unwashed, the lowly freshmen, the, the masses. And do these <laughs> and do these kids have any skills whatsoever? They think they do. They, do they know like a cut from a paste? Yeah, <laughs> they they think they do because they can play games. And how long have you been in the uh, computer business yourself, working with and interested in computers over the years? I got a job with WordPerfect, if you remember them, back in 1985. So WordPerfect, weren't they like in Washington? Where Actually were they? based in Orem, Utah. In Orem, Utah, of course. I happen to know a guy, uh, Tony Manso, who worked for them in Orem, Utah. So he was a he was one of the guys who worked on um, the I don't know if you remember that um, original Intel voice over IP product that they had that that Microsoft used to distribute with Windows. Yeah, I remember it. I forget what it was called, like Pro Pro Voice or something. Yeah, it was so long ago. I don't remember the details though. 
So you've been working with computers since basically since God left Chicago for over 10 years, for 13 years. Before Al Gore invented the Internet. Before Al Gore invented the Internet. You know, I, I, I resent that comment. <laughs> he never well. said, I invented the Internet, first of all. And second of all, he really did actually invent the phrase information superhighway, which was briefly in fashion. And he actually did um, uh, uh, drag the U.S. government kicking and screaming into the 21st century. I by, actually mentioned that in my classes. By bringing, you know, this, t this technology to the, uh, to the Capitol. And in a way... In fact, if he actually did say, I invented the Internet, that phrase is more of like elite speak, if you remember back to the way, you know, hackers used to talk. One guy would say, you know, hey, did you, uh, you know, uh, did you get that new compiler? You know, and the other guy would say, hey, I invented that new compiler. You know, it was sort of a figure of speech that people used back then, if you recall. Yes, I, I do. So there you go. So I resent that remark about the great Al Gore. I resemble that remark. Now, do you do you believe in this um, uh, in this weather changing thing, or do you think it's the uh, Scott the Chicken Little situation here? I have an open mind. I've not decided either way. Wow, there you go. Well, very well said. Thank you very much for that, Jay. I appreciate that. You know, in fact, I've read a, a lot about that uh, um, deal with the uh, global warming, and I got to tell you, the fucking jury is still out with me too. Lot of a lot of intelligent voices on both sides of the argument. So, Yeah, my biggest concern is the, uh, a lot of the rate weather stations are next to air conditioners and such. That's an interesting point. I hear you. Right, so uh, that's, that could very well be affecting the statistics. They're taking, the other, taking the, other the temperature from the wrong point. Uh-oh, uh can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you great. Great. I guess my other concern is when one side says, we have all the answers, you don't have to ask questions. Yeah, that's a sure sign that something is afoot. Exactly. So, well, thanks very much for calling in, uh, Uncle Jay, Professor Jay, the um, uh, professor at the Brigham uh, Young uh, in charge of... Oh, no, University of Utah. Of, uh, at Brigham Young University in charge of... Um, freshman uh, cheerleading uh, tryouts. <laughs> Have a good night, Jay. Thanks hey, a million. enjoy life. Thanks for calling in. Hope he calls back again soon. Uh, you're listening to the Ravings of a Clown on Jester Radio. Uh, coming to you from a secret location outside your universe. Uh, thanks so very much for all those who stopped by and spent a little bit of their time with us this evening. Extra special thanks. Go out to Tonic Water and Espo and uh, Bobby Dillon. Uh, who called in uh, earlier, and, of course, to uh, Uncle Jay, uh, one of the brilliant, uh, great minds of our time. Indeed, I agree that um, the jury is still out on this global warming thing. So a lot of people don't like, uh, you know, Al Gore because he's part of the Gore-Clinton. A lot of people just, like, really fucking hate the Clintons, and they hate their whole cabal, and they hate their, they feel like they're slimy fucking... You know, liberal, hippie-ass, uh, you know, faggots that, like, infiltrated the White House. But I got to tell you, man, I feel just the opposite about all those people. I just fucking love them. And I tell you, I see they have a lot of flaws, but I still love them. I think Al Gore is a little bit full of himself, and he's funny. You know, he's on Letterman from time to time, so, you know, I get, I get to see him. 
Um, but am I sure that he's right? You know, he's a fucking politician. He's not a scientist. And am I sure that there's a lot of people jumping on this bandwagon because it's, fa- it's the fashionable thing to do? That's what I worry about. For thousands of years, you know, the 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 people in power told the people in ma- in the masses that the world was flat and shut the fuck up, like Uncle Jay said. Anybody that says, you know, all the all the facts are in, you know, there's no need to do any further research. Those are the people I worry about. I'd rather trust a man who doesn't shout what he's found, because there's no need to sell if you're homeward bound. It's Wednesday, March the 12th, the year of our Lord, 2008. And when I die, and when I'm dead, dead, dead and gone, there'll be one child born in this world to carry on. BST on JR. Leave it right where it is.
by the devil. Don't wanna go by demon. Don't wanna go by Satan. Don't wanna die uneasy. Just let me go naturally. And when I die, and when I'm dead, dead and gone, there'll be again oh shit yeah blink 182 on jester radio blood sweat and tears started that set and when i die and when i'm dead dead and gone there'll be one child born in this world to carry on and that's the fucking way it goes and you can take my bones to italy and you know bury them or you can grind them up uh in hell but they'll be you know that'll be that It'll be worm food, and I'll be moving on. Although I do hear that those last few seconds are very exciting. A lot of cool things happen. You have all kinds of wild uh, delusions. and So maybe there'll be some like tiny thread of me left to enjoy the adventure. That's what I'm hoping, since I know it all ends abruptly after that. 
So I'm down for that. Not today, not tomorrow, but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm uh, making the best of what I got. You know, it's all over. Unless I'm, like, being uh, tortured or uh, have some kind of incurable, uh, debilitating disease, you know. I don't know. And I'll keep you posted on the Jeff thing. I think, you know, in her mind, uh, you know, this is obviously partly speaking through me. <laughs> partly. Partly I'm actually attached to her brain and I know what she's thinking. But partly, uh, you know, a lot of it's just my own insecurity. But I think, you know, it's true. I'm a, sort of a high-maintenance guy. I'm difficult for people to be with for long periods of time. I, I accept that. And I think in her mind, she wants to just sort of like not have such a heavy relationship. Although she thinks she does, and she's really all into talking and honesty and, you know, heavy talks and let's talk and no really talk. How are you really? Uh, but I think she doesn't really want that big, you know, fucking package. She's got a big package of her own going, I think. So I think she figures, ah, if he's around, I'll fuck him. If he's, you know, I'll watch a movie with him. I'll have dinner with him, you know. But to have the whole boyfriend thing and to have the whole relationship thing, maybe not so much. You know, he's always good for a, um, what you know, what do you call it, uh, a... Uh, uh, you know, to, to hang out with, to talk on the phone, and, uh, you know, who needs a boyfriend? That's probably what she's thinking. She's got one foot in the grave, the other foot on a banana peel. What does she need the Tsuris for? And I tell you, I certainly understand that. She probably figures she'll be, ride, you know, racing around uh, Tarnation with her uh, rolling... Uh, um, hotel room there and uh, she don't need no ties she don't need no bonds and amen to that motherfucker that's what I say hey thanks so much for stopping by please uh, leave it on Jester Radio remember it's 24-7 uh, classic rock folk and comedy the best on the net and possibly uh, in the universe it's good for you and it's good for us keeps our ratings up and uh, we sure do appreciate you tuning in we will meet in that place where darkness never comes. Until that time, Hustis, keep a fire burning in your eyes. Pay attention to the open skies. You never know what'll be coming down. Right. Good night. See you tomorrow. Pay attention to the open sky. You never know what will be coming down. I don't remember losing track of you You were always dancing in and out of you I must have thought you'd always be around Always keeping things real by playing the clown Now you're nowhere to be found Like a song I can hear playing right in my ear I can't sing, I can't help listening And I can't help feeling stupid standing right
I saw her sitting in the rain 